0: That thing is moderator for tonight's broadcast.: I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Well, hey, if the red wave wants to come on down to the range by train, I say, choo-choo. It's high noon for Thursday, May 27th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also occasionally find me on at I'm your moderator. And the merch site is www.cancelcotour.com Today is the 127th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. The patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father, of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, that's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You all piled aboard, but you're still stuck at the station. And the truth is, you weren't going anywhere good anyway. And before I get started, of course, a warm Thursday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. I see you. We all see you. We understand what you did. And you're kind of starting to understand, too. So the thing is, we all want to welcome you back to America. And all you have to do to come back is realize what you did. Because what you did is support the greatest evil the world has ever seen. Just coming around again for more. You accidentally walked yourself into a hate movement while calling everyone else Nazis. How does that work, commies? Dunno. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But you did it. Why? Because you have child brains. Sorry if that hurts your feelings. But the thing is, mocking and ridicule on this level are something you're just going to have to deal with. Because whatever is happening in your commie brain is very stupid and very evil. And the fact that you can't see that yet, that's the problem. Most of us used to be there. I mean, listen, some people have been totally connected to reality their entire lives. And those people have a level of intelligence and knowledge that most of the rest of us don't possess. But the good thing is that you can get closer to that as soon as you reconnect to reality and stop pretending that all those comforting thoughts you have and all that hate that makes you feel self-righteous is actually something real and worthwhile. You don't have that. I know you think your whole thing is that you're the one that cares about justice and making everything right in the world for all the little people that certainly aren't you, I mean, obviously, but that's not what you're doing, you're empowering global communism, you're empowering the great reset, you're empowering the worst people in the entire world, and deep down, you know it, you see it, you can definitely feel it, which is why you still haven't stopped freaking out. After five years of hating Donald Trump and everyone else who might support him. Now, today is going to be one of those episodes that just kind of happens by magic, where there are all three elements of the Joe Biden story in the news in one day. And the three elements are, are of course, that he is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, that he's the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and that he's the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, Hunter Biden. So let's see what the Biden family has going on. Now, we talked yesterday about how Joe Biden made the move to shut down the investigation into the origins of COVID-19, and they claim that the investigation was flawed. It was suspicious as hell. They were worried about the quality of the evidence. And so yesterday, to make up for that bad news getting out to the public, of course, they never wanted anyone to find out about shutting down an investigation into the origin of the very deadly pandemic. But that didn't stop them from doing it. So once the public finds out, then they have to scramble and think of something even better to let everybody know they're really very, very on it. And they're very serious and very competent and very smart people. And when they reach a conclusion someday, we're going to know that's something we can trust. Now, it's been 18 months plus since the COVID-19 virus that was almost definitely created in the Wuhan Institute of Virology as a product of gain-of-function research funded by Anthony Fauci and the NIAID, as well as Francis Collins and the NIH, with American taxpayer dollars, going to create this bioweapon that leaked or was maybe just taken out casually with the trash. They probably actually threw it in the wrong bin and they just took it out there, and who knows. After that, it's just history. But the thing is, we won't really know that without another 90-day review from the very, very patriotic and very honest and very committed people in our intelligence communities. After 18 months, one would think that the answer is already known, and of course it is. The answer is definitely known by some people and has been known the whole time. One of those people is very likely Anthony Fauci, who did in fact spend 18 months lying about it to the American people. And the sooner we all realize that that's actually what he was doing, the better off we are. You see, this wasn't a mistake by Anthony Fauci. He didn't miss something. It wasn't an oversight. He knew. The people in the Chinese lab knew. But Anthony Fauci still covered for the Chinese Communist Party, and of course by doing so also covered for himself, and that's really the most important thing. And I'm sure he's covering for Bill Gates and some others, but that's fine. I hope one of these senators that has now started asking the sorts of questions that I've been asking for a year will go ahead and ask him, hey, Nazi doctor, How would your COVID response have changed had you known the origin of the virus? I would love to hear him answer that one. Maybe that will be a line of questioning that we can go ahead and get to Rand Paul or Jim Jordan or Devin Nunez or someone that could actually be trusted to ask that question. Senator Kennedy, maybe. Anthony Fauci how would your COVID response have changed knowing that the virus almost definitely came from the research you were funding? Would we have had to pretend that masks work? Would we have had to pretend that lockdowns work? Would we have had to pretend that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin did not work? Would we have had to pretend that the disease was very deadly? Would we have to pretend? that the vaccine is necessary and helpful and is saving lives? Do we have to still pretend that Donald Trump mishandled things when he shut down travel from China? I would love to know the answers to all those questions because one would think that with a virus that was developed in the lab that Anthony Fauci was overseeing all that research. You would think that knowing exactly what the virus was, they might know exactly how to handle it. But I guess not. So no big deal. 90 days are not to get new information about the origin of the virus. Those 90 days are to give them 90 days where they don't have to answer the question. Or so they think. If they really think this is going to stop people asking They're even dumber than I thought. But that's what this is. Oh, yeah, well, you know, the president has started a 90-day review process, and at that point, we'll be able to share with the nation what we found about the origins of the coronavirus that definitely did not come from China. And so you can't call it the China virus, you racist. Joe Biden actually got asked about this on a tarmac today. Assuming that is a real tarmac. The specific question was whether or not the public would be able to see the report after 90 days. And Joe Biden, in his most Bideny way, said, yeah, of course he'll release the report. Unless there's something he's not aware of. <laughs> Got it? So he will release the report unless he won't. And he won't if there's something he's not aware of. He doesn't want any curveballs coming out to the public about where the coronavirus originated. Not with all this work they've put into lying about where the coronavirus originated. And now an editorial from the New York Post. This is actually from the editors, the editorial board of the Post. Biden shut down Wuhan inquiry out of spite and is now forced to reverse course. This is from yesterday. Just after I wrapped up yesterday's episode, does Trump derangement syndrome have no end? President Biden overturned President Donald Trump's policies at the southern border, even though they were controlling illegal migration. He's pushing for a return to the failed Iran deal, even though the Trump administration successfully reigned in that country's spreading of terror. Now it's revealed that Biden shut down an inquiry into the Wuhan lab and the origins of COVID-19 that was started by the State Department under his predecessor. Why? Because Trump was pushing it. One would hope that at a certain point, Democrats in the media would learn to think for themselves rather than just reflectively deciding that, quote, if Trump was for it, I'm against it. But that's probably asking too much. Biden at least reversed course on Wuhan. After new reporting by The Wall Street Journal and others, it became untenable for the administration to ignore the possibility that COVID-19 leaked from a Chinese lab. Biden has called for a new inquiry to replace the one he nixed. But it never should have been shut down at all. It didn't take much to see that the World Health Organization's investigation was a farce and that China was stonewalling. The Biden administration's lack of curiosity about the origins of a pandemic that upended the world came down to one thing. Trump. Here's hoping that this new Wuhan inquiry is given the resources and attention it deserves. And it isn't a whitewash just to make the issue go away. Uh, Okay. And that maybe, just maybe, this is a lesson for the Bidenites. Why not weigh each policy on the merits and not on whether Donald Trump happens to like it? What sage advice from the New York Post. But again, the Post is playing this a little too middle of the road for me. This isn't just about Trump. If it was just about Trump, then the Trump derangement syndrome would be enough. And you know, I'm sure that that's what the public thinks it's about. But Joe Biden stopping these specific policies and doing these specific things, like shutting down inquiries into the origins of coronavirus, knowing that they'll find it came from the lab in China, or shutting down election audits, let's say. This is not about Donald Trump. This is about getting. The global reset back on track after four years of it being derailed by Donald Trump. This isn't about just Trump and it's not just about Trump supporters. This is about they had a plan for global communism. That viewed as people just means a bad life with no liberty. But viewed as people in power actually does constitute a plan for world domination. And that's what communism is. Communism is not a system of equality. Communism is a system of domination where the people high up in the party get to do whatever they want and everyone else is a serf. And that should be intuitive. That's why they censor. That's why they have such restrictive rules on everything. That's why we're being conditioned to accept those things and then expect those things. And then if you're a member of the party of false decorum, you will actually argue in favor of those things. You'll say why they're good. And you'll use things like the very violent insurrection. The very violent insurrection pretty much supports all of their stuff. It's either that or racism or sexism or you're a homophobe or you hate Muslims or something. Never the actual explanation of the policy and why it's good and why it would benefit Americans, any Americans. It's only an attack against you if you're not on board. And that's all you have when you're the sort of person who simply repeats the slogans. Joe Biden isn't doing these things out of a political philosophy. He's not doing these things out of principle. And he's not even doing these things because they're anti-Trump. That's the bonus. Joe Biden is doing these things because he is fully controlled by the Chinese Communist Party and by the people in implementing the global reset agenda. Biden has no choices to make. Biden is following the program only, and they're all trying to play catch up because they were supposed to be four years further along in this. Hillary Clinton was supposed to win. Okay, they never thought she would lose. They never thought she would lose because they cheated in that election, too. And it just didn't work. They're supposed to be four years further along than they are. And in fact, it's actually probably more than four years because Donald Trump was able to unwind some of the stuff. So to catch America up to where the global reset agenda is supposed to be, all of these dramatic things have to happen or else America won't get back on the right track. And if you think Joe Biden's new proposed $6.2 trillion budget on top of all the trillions they've already spent in stimulus, you think that's not part of a bigger play in the world? You think he's doing that out of fiscal responsibility or some fiscal need for America? No way. Don't be silly. So that's a perfect example of the first part. The second part is that Joe Biden is the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history. And we have this from the New York Post. Also, right after I finished recording yesterday. Whatever. It all worked out for the best. Now I have a theme for the first half of the show with the three parts of the Biden corruption. I planned it all perfectly fact i set it all up months ago just for this day hunter biden brought vp joe to dinner with shady business partners by miranda devine yesterday joe biden met with ukrainian russian and kazakhstani business associates of his sons at a dinner in washington dc while he was vice president records on hunter biden's abandoned laptop show the dinner on april 16th 2015 was held in the private garden room at Cafe Milano, a Georgetown institution whose catchphrase is where the world's most powerful people go. <laughs> Cafe Milano, like still has an Ed Hardy hat on and drives around in a yellow Hummer too. Jesus Christ. Get some self-awareness, Cafe Milano. Where the world's most powerful people go. How's your coffee, bro? The next day, Hunter received an email from Vadim Pozarsky, an executive of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, to thank him for introducing him to his father. Oh, well, that's strange. Does that say Burisma? Oh, yeah, it does. Well, you can't tell. You're not reading it. I am. It says Burisma. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Pazarski wrote on April 17th, 2015. It's really an honor and pleasure. At the time, Burisma was paying Hunter $83,333 a month to sit on its board. The guest list prepared by Hunter three weeks before the Cafe Milano dinner included Russian billionaire Yelena Batterina and her husband, corrupt former Moscow mayor Yuri Lushkov, who has since died. Batarina wired $3.5 million on February 14th, 2014 to Rosemont Seneca Thornton, LLC, a Delaware-based investment firm co-founded by Hunter and Devin Archer, a former advisor to Secretary of State John Kerry. Gosh, this is crazy. Imagine if people knew about this before the election. Oh, wait, they totally did. Ha <laughs> It was just Russian disinformation then. The wires were flagged in suspicious activity reports provided by the Treasury to a Senate Republican inquiry into Hunter last year by the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Hunter told guests before the dinner that his father would be attending. In one email, he appears to use his role on the board of World Fo- Food Program USA as a cover story for the evening's true purpose of introducing his father to his business associates. Oh, yeah, that's very Bideny. Okay, the reason for the dinner is ostensibly to discuss food security, writes Hunter on March 26th to Michael Karaluzos, son of the then head of the Greek Orthodox Church. Dad will be there, but keep that between us for now. Thanks. Karaluzos replies, everything is between us, all good. I know you mentioned your dad would probably join the dinner as well. Okay, so that's interesting. So Hunter Biden says quite clearly, That a dinner where he was going to introduce the vice president of the United States, who also happens to be his father, to a bunch of shady foreign investors in his shady business was ostensibly about food security. And isn't that incredible? All you have to do is say that all the corrupt shit you do is for something that everyone cares about. Everyone knows how important food security is. Do we? I mean, yeah, food security, the concept, is important. But when you lie about it and you misuse it, it kind of shows you know it's not important. It's just something other people will think is important And then they'll turn the other way, man. I wonder if they handle things like racism and poverty this way. I wonder if they handle gender rights issues this way. Gosh, the stuff is only ostensibly about justice. Blimey. Who saw that coming? The dinner raises questions about how much Joe Biden, who has claimed ignorance of his son's activities, knew about Hunter's dealings with foreign businesses and government officials. Well, (laughs) that sounds strange. Joe Biden still claims ignorance about his son's business deals. In fact, I'm certain he said that in the debates, and he said that Hunter's laptop had been totally discredited. Are we supposed to pretend Joe Biden didn't know? He lied to the American people about all of this. Joe Biden has always lied to the American people about everything because that's who Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is a liar. Joe Biden is a fraud. Sometimes I actually think about what it must be like to be in the heads Of Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Hillary Clinton or John Podesta or George Soros. Any of these people who know that they're pulling one over on the world, including their own supporters, actually, especially their own supporters, because they're the ones who believe it. Joe Biden going out and trying to act like he's president, knowing the truth. Does anyone think that Joe Biden really believes that he won in twenty twenty? This is basically the same argument as Vladimir Putin actually believing something so stupid, but even stronger. These people were involved in the theft of an election and they still go out every day and pretend that they are legitimately elected public officials. Joe Biden staged a fake inauguration. You think any of those people on the stage were confused about what happened? Of course not. There were people on that stage in the movie Kill Chain talking about how easy it was to hack the machines to steal an election. In fact, most of the people on that stage have said those things in public because they knew That's how they win. They've always known, and we have known for quite a long time, too. It was in WikiLeaks. Old emails. These are WikiLeaks dumps from 2016. Showed all this. It shows them talking about how they know they're going to steal the election. Why do we have to pretend that this stuff is somehow unknown? Because you didn't have it served to you on the right style of platter. You want it served on that nice white one, the china with the little, the the red squiggles around the edge. You know, the one we bring out for the really nice dinners. Give me my information on that perfect platter and make sure that CNN and the New York Times check off on it just so that I make sure that I don't ever know something that only the bad people say. I would just, I would rather not know. Because I don't want to have to think about it. You know, life is just... Life is just so much bigger than these political issues. I don't want to know about that. I don't need to know about that stuff. Give it to me on a platter. And then maybe I'll take a bite. Tell me how smart you are again, commies. I can't wait to hear it. It's one of my favorite stories. In fact, I love it. Give it to me all day long. Now I know... Some of the redeemable communists are probably getting pretty upset right now. But let me just tell you, redeemable commies, you just got smarter. Within the last 15 minutes, you have gotten smarter. Be proud of yourselves. Give it one more month and you'll be American again. And honestly, put the time in for the next month because some shit's going down. I'm just trying to help I'm just trying to help. And I know Hunter Biden was in that part, but that's just the corruption despicableness of Hunter Biden. Let's get to the good stuff. This is from Gateway Pundit this morning, Kerry Donovan. Hunter Biden admits on audio he smoked crack with D.C. Mayor Marion Barry. Intel agencies covered this up an audio recording of Hunter Biden talking to a friend about smoking crack cocaine with a famous mayor of D.C. was recently handed over to the Gateway Pundit. This reintroduces the fact that Joe Biden wrote laws about drug usage that he had no intention of following, even in his own family. It also proves once again that the government covered up crimes by the Biden family by suppressing Hunter's laptop and that our intelligence agency's leaders interfered in the 2020 presidential election. Yes, all of that is true. But first, Here is the saucy stuff. Hunter Biden. You know what? I actually smoked crack with Marion Barry. I swear to fucking God. Unidentified man. Jesus. Over in Georgetown, he used to go to a place right next to the guards. And I was a sophomore, I guess. Do you know when that happened? He could come and drink. I mean, late, late. And I would go to the bathroom. But anyway, the unidentified man says, huh? (laughs) <laughs> Hunter Biden attended Georgetown University after high school in Delaware. He graduated from Georgetown in 1992. Hunter Biden's first drug arrest was at 18. The audio recording came from naval veteran Jack Maxey, a former co-host of Steve Bannon's War Room, who has a copy of the hard drive that has been confirmed as once belonging to Hunter Biden. According to Maxey, the I smoke crack with Marion Barry recording is from that laptop. Now, this story is especially interesting, coming on the heels of Joe Biden's ATF director nominee's testimony yesterday, his confirmation hearing. And this is the communist David Chipman. He was asked if he would lead an investigation into what happened with Hunter Biden's firearm purchase where he lied on a federal form and signed his name to it. That is a felony. And Chipman was asked if he would investigate it. And of course, Chipman dodged like the communist he is. He said, well, there's an investigation going on. I'm not sure where that investigation is led. All I know is what the newspaper said. Oh, sure. Yes. You couldn't know anything more than that. Granted, It is conclusive proof. But sure, let's have an investigation. Maybe something was amiss. He couldn't say that he would prosecute Hunter Biden or he would support the prosecution of Hunter Biden if the charge was true. And he, of course, did this right after saying that he's there to enforce the laws on the books And right now, the AR-15 is not banned, but he would support a ban. And he also said that his views are very in line with the majority of Americans. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. So we don't know if Hunter Biden will be pursued for his gun crimes. We don't know if Hunter Biden will be pursued for his drug crimes. We don't know if Hunter Biden will be pursued for his corruption, and we don't know if Hunter Biden will be pursued for having images of young girls on his computer. Got it? The laws are not for Hunter Biden. You see, because Hunter Biden is at the top of the communist structure and he is protected, Hunter Biden is not you. Hunter Biden is not me. Hunter Biden's up there at the top of the party where he can do whatever he wants. That's what global domination looks like. We keep thinking all of these ideas that they're just some fantasy. Real people don't think these things. Real people are not trying to dominate the world. Oh, really? What's Bill Gates doing? If you got billions of dollars from your career, would you go out and try to make sure that you could inject the citizens of Africa with untested vaccines? Is that something you would go do? Would you pretend to have a very important sustainability initiative while investing in companies that are not remotely related sustainability and actually work in opposition to sustainability as they define it are those the sorts of things that normal people would do of course not those are the sorts of things that people who believe they were put in a position to dominate and control the world would do and how can you put those things into reality well a wonderful system would be global communism and then all you have to do is take everybody's guns Make sure that they can only say and think certain things, make sure that they can only interact with certain people and make sure that the penalties for disobeying the party were so harsh that no one would ever think to do it. And right there, you've got communism. This isn't complicated. But let's think about one other thing that article pointed out. And by the way, the article is longer. Go ahead and read it if you like. Gateway Pundit, Gary Donovan this morning. It mentioned the fact that Joe Biden actually was involved in the writing of the 94 crime bill that imposed all these new drug categories, sentencing categories on quote unquote communities. Know who I'm talking about there. See that you already do. And the reason you already know who I'm talking about is because the Democrats used to be the ones making the argument about how Joe Biden's 94 crime bill destroyed black communities. Now, he can talk all he wants about principles. His principles led him to push that law. But if your principles stop when it comes to punishing your family, then I guess it's not principle at all, is it? He wrote those laws for other people, just like he wants to pass gun laws for other people. Joe Biden knows that he will always be protected by men with guns until he isn't. And the scenario where he wouldn't be would be when he decided to go against the party, because that's the one threat. To the global domination class. When they themselves defy the party, they find out quickly they're not as untouchable as they imagined. These laws are for other people. They're not for the Bidens. They're not for the American political class. They don't have to follow the laws. That's why they get away with all the heinous shit they do. And that's why MAGA's here, to stop that. And it's strange, isn't it, how often the black community, the men in the black community, do get arrested and imprisoned for drug charges and gun charges. It's almost to the point where one would think that the policies were written specifically to target them, but that can't be because Joe Biden wrote them which means they must be nice. Even though Joe Biden was mentored by Robert Byrd, who was a Klansman. Man, thank goodness the Democrat Party saw the light and came all the way back around to being totally not racist. They just woke up one day and they were like, you guys think we're racist just because we were the party of uh, slavery and Jim Crow and the KKK and trying to make sure the Civil Rights Act didn't get passed. That is offensive. How could you even say that about us? We are like so not racist and we're going to show you how not racist we are forever or at least just like when you ask or when it comes up, I mean, we're going to tell you We're very, very not racist. And the rest of the time, these are the laws. So suck it, black people. That's Joe Biden. One might conclude from just this alone. That Robert Byrd actually taught Joe Biden really well. And everyone should recognize that everyone should be concerned by that. But instead, we got a bunch of rock dumb communists running around thinking they're saving racism by putting that man in the office of fake president. And speaking about how Joe Biden is a fake president, boom segue. Ah. Let's check in with Katie Hobbs. And I want to play for
1: you some of that conversation. <laughs> Do you believe this is helping democracy?
2: Absolutely. You feel that this is the process that will be the gold standard? Uh, this will be the basis of a gold standard. This is election integrity. This is answering our constituents' questions. That's all this is.
1: She's defending this to the bitter end, saying, I mean, it will be the gold standard for future audits. What do you say to that?
3: That, that is, I I, I want to say, I think that she has just dug herself in so deep to this that she has no choice but to defend what they are doing
0: now in that audio that was arizona senate president karen fan and apparently she's going to stick with this till the bitter end (laughs) who's it bitter for cnn lady i didn't even bother figuring out who the cnn lady was sorry i would say her name if i knew it i don't know it don't care And by the way, apparently no one else does either. CNN has lost 70% of its viewership. CNN is now behind HGTV in terms of cable primetime viewers. Not just the news networks and not just like ESPN. She's behind HGTV. More people are interested in... In watching homes be redone and cooking shows, than hearing what CNN has to tell them about current affairs. So, bye bye, Don Lemon. Bye bye, Chris Cuomo. But also, at what point do you think Karen Fan should be done, if not the end? Oh, it's right now. She's just going to stop it because you guys made fun of it. Sure and Katie Hobbs I, I i i i think i think that i think that anyone anyone calling this a gold standard doesn't know what they're talking about because this audit is silly and everyone knows it and why won't they just stop there are armed protesters at my house they have arms all of them have arms she 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 has 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 dug dug herself so deep into this that she has No way out. And I'm definitely not talking about myself right now. Katie Hobbs sounds like the dumb girl on the cheerleading squad.
3: But there is nobody, nobody who um, has any knowledge about elections who thinks this is anywhere near a gold standard. It is.
0: Wait, that's not true at all. But you just go ahead, Katie. Keep digging.
3: It is not, it can't even be called an audit. They are not following any best practices. And you know how important it is to follow best practices.
0: Those are the rules that we came up with to make sure that no one can actually figure out what's happening in elections. And if you don't follow those rules, then you might figure out what we did. And that's a problem mostly for me, but also for the people who, you know, have me do these things. And here it comes again, commies. Are you ready? You're dumb. Look at this woman. This is who's out there trying to keep the bad thing away from you. You know how dumb that is? Can you hear how dumb she is? That is pure incompetence and corruption. That's what you're hearing. You can hear it in her voice. How scared she is how unprepared she is to answer any of these questions. And how is it that so many obviously dumb people rise to such high levels in the Democrat Party? Well, why would you want smart people doing that? Because then you can't dispose of them so easily. And that's what's coming, Katie. This is who the members of the party of false decorum are. Okay? They're people who have very average abilities, but outsized egos, they think that they should be in charge of everything. So they will do whatever it takes to get there. And so when someone comes along that can simply hand them power, if they will just do the things that person asks them to do, well, then you've got a match made in heaven. And that's how we get such complete retards in positions of power in our politics.
3: There, there's such a long list of, of problems with what's going on here.
0: That list includes all of the places she doesn't want them to look. Hey, hey don't look in that closet. It's not in there. Just, just trust me. It's not in there. And, oh, not, not that cupboard either. Oh, don't pull out that drawer. Don't pull out that drawer. You pulled out that drawer. Oh, God, there's so many problems. What are we going to do?
3: There's just there. there, There's no way that this can set a standard for what we should be doing following elections in our country.
1: And there's a growing number of Republicans who are coming out to speak out against it because of exactly what you're saying, what they're seeing in terms
0: of this actual audit. I love when they pull this trick. There's a growing number of Republicans. No, you have the Arizona County Board of Supervisors and then like one Arizona state senator who made a statement last week that, oh, the whole thing's just gone too far. Yeah, champ, you think that because you're corrupt. It's not Republicans doing that. Although there are plenty of rhino Republicans who are doing that, but there's not a growing number. And none of them can quite explain why they're doing it, except by repeating the same slogans that Katie Hobbs and Rachel Maddow and this CNN lady are already repeating.
1: Um, So you have said, I've seen that you've said recently that you are seriously considering a run for governor next year. When will you decide or announce your decision?
3: Well, I'm focused right now on the job that Arizona voters elected me to do. And no matter what, what job I run for, that's going to be my focus. Not this noise, not the threats, not the armed protesters at my house, but doing the job that the Arizona voters elected me to do and and getting the job done for Arizona. Um, mm. A decision is coming soon, uh, and folks can learn more at katiehobbs.org.
1: Real quickly, um, is this experience with this audit what has pushed you towards running for governor?
3: It's certainly it's certainly part of, of the decision that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Secretary Hobbs, thank you very much.
0: Now, first off, that's not my dog. That's Katie Hobbs's dog. So I can't take responsibility for that. Isn't it incredible how these corrupt communists will always tell you their corrupt plan? She basically she might as well have said, Well, yeah, you see, I was told I was I was actually promised that I would be the next governor of Arizona if I just did everything they said and also committed treason. And you see, the thing is, if no one catches me, then they can totally make me governor next time. And that's what they said. So that's why I'm doing it. And that makes sense, right? I mean, everybody wants to be governor of Arizona. This is a perfect illustration of how corrupt and incompetent public, quote unquote, servants continue to rise through a political career, even though they have no noticeable talent or competence and can't even communicate at any higher level than the dumb girl on the cheerleading squad at age 15. This is who Katie Hobbs is. Okay, it's not like she was some great professional before she came into this. This is a thoroughly incompetent, thoroughly corrupt person.
2: If we're going to become a country now where if you don't like the election result, you and other people, you know, can just claim the right to get the ballots and get the voting machines and take them for yourself and do whatever you want to them. And
0: then you say what happened in the election. That's how we're going to do this now? Uh, no, that's what we're trying to stop. That's the system we have in place now. They control the entire system and then they just tell us what happened. And they create all sorts of new laws and rules and voting mechanisms so that they can get the result they want and make sure that no one can challenge it.
2: It's not just Arizona. State elections officials are doing their best in lots of places now to try to prevent a perpetual cycle of election audits by random outside groups who want the election to have turned out a different way. Michigan's top elections official has now sent letters to two Michigan counties that are trying to launch one of these third-party audits of the election results, warning those counties that these audits could be illegal. Michigan's Secretary of State telling the counties that they have no authority to order any such audit Secretary of State instructing election clerks in those counties that they must not give unaccredited outside parties access to real voting machines and real ballots.
0: Yeah. How dare they be able to do the people's work that the people demand? It's illegal. (laughs) Good luck, commies.
2: Third party audits and the messes they are leaving behind are now going to become a nationwide problem a problem that is just going to keep replicating itself over and over again in different places across the country. The thing that we are going to have to start talking about as a country is whether some sort of nationwide solution
0: is required to stop this mess. We already have a nationwide solution to this mess, and it's written right into the Constitution. The states run their elections. So, hey, Rachel, it doesn't matter how many we do. We're still going to do them, all of them, everywhere. It's never going to stop.
2: I mean, believe me, in right-wing media, in Trump circles right now, right? These stupid, corrupting, fake audits of what happened in the 2020 election are the most important thing happening in the country, the most important thing happening in the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. Try to think of something more important then fixing the usurpation of the American presidency. I'll wait. The fact that there is a
2: big weird one
0: happening in Arizona,
2: I think has sunk in in the normal media and for the rest of us. But if you look at the way they are talking about this stuff in the Trump world, they really are going to do these everywhere, all over the country, everywhere pro-Trump Republicans can convince someone to get them access to real ballots from the election and real voting machines. They're just doing it all over as if elections are theirs now and ballots are theirs now. It's no longer a public government function. It's just for the Trump people to take over now on their own terms. And they'll tell us what happened.
0: They're just doing it all over, all over, all over. Yeah, all over everywhere. And hey, if you wanted it to just be a public function, By the way, this is a public function. The Arizona audit is being led by the state Senate of Arizona. No one is doing anything outside of the law. They're using the law. To find all of the places where the law was broken or disregarded. That's what's happening. And we don't need actual Trump people to tell us what happened the media just decided not to. That's the issue. If the media had reported on what was actually happening, we wouldn't have this problem. And the idea that somehow Republicans are taking elections for themselves, oh, they're just theirs now. That is what it sounds like to have illegitimate power taken away. And Rachel's scowl is priceless I'm sorry that you're not seeing this but you can watch it the entire segment is on the info stream t.me slash I'm your moderator on telegram
2: individual officials like the Michigan Secretary of State individual groups of even Republicans who object to what's going on like in Arizona and Maricopa County they've been trying to stop this stuff as it's been taking off but they're not it's not working so far the, the individual efforts by individual politicians, officials, and small groups of people to try to stop this in the places where this stuff is taking hold, those efforts to stop this thing are not working as this phenomenon starts to spread across the country. So here's the thing. If what they're doing with real ballots and real election machines, real voting machines, if this stuff is illegal, and it looks like it all is, I mean, there's a federal law that says random third parties can't have access to ballots and voting equipment right after an election. If it is all illegal everywhere, then who's going to stop it?
0: And when? Isn't it amazing the desperation to be crying out for help to the federal government to come in and shut down audits? of an election that you are certain you won by a lot. What's the problem? Don't you think when they bring out their report, if it actually is all wrong and they're just saying Trump won, can't you get your debunkers and fact checkers on the case? Can't you get your lawyers from all across the country to come in and show us all how they did bad work. Why don't you just let the process conclude and then you can fight the battle that you chose not to fight in November. You used power and censorship to make sure you didn't have to do that. But you do. You do have to do it, Rachel.
2: What's happening in Arizona has started to happen in lots of other places in the country now, too. And if what they did in Arizona and what they want to do in all these other states is illegal, then who's going to act on that and stop federal law from being violated in this way? Are we really going to leave this just up to state elections officials playing whack-a-mole to try to you know stop the next, stop the steal scam here and then stop the next one there and stop the next one there? It's not working. Is there a federal response? That should happen here to address this issue nationwide, that sets standards, that creates clear rules and and clarifies the existing clear rules around this stuff. Is there a federal response that could be mounted here to block these privately run, privately funded third party audits from happening in the first place? If not, if there's no national response to it, I'm telling you, this thing is a runaway train. Watch this space.
0: Yowza! Runaway train never coming back wrong way on a one way track seems like I should be getting somewhere somehow neither here nor there oh yeah it's a runaway train Rachel the train has left the station you fucked up okay you all bet your lives on a system you knew to be corrupt. And then you hid the truth. You lied to your audience and you supported censorship and government interference. Whenever you found out you made a bad bet, she wants the federal government to come in and shut down these audits and make it impossible for other states to hold them based on the idea that these audits might be illegal. She doesn't know them to be illegal. There's judges in Arizona and Georgia and New Hampshire that haven't found the audits to be illegal. Now, I don't expect much from New Hampshire's audit, of course. But who does she think this legal authority is going to emanate from? The Department of Justice is just going to come in and stop it all? How's that? You think it's all just going to go away? If they do that, Rachel, it's not going away. Hey, commies, it's not going away. All right. You yourselves would know the truth if you bothered looking. The rest of us did bother looking and we're not going to stop until that truth comes out. This is the end of dead voters. This is the end of illegal immigrants voting. This is the end of mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting and all of the other sneaky ways that Democrats win elections without a mandate from the people. And this is why their policy is so far removed from what the country is supposed to be and what the people want it to be. The people elect the leaders they want, and those leaders are supposed to go to government and represent the needs of those people. The Democrat Party has never done that. If that's hard to understand, then understand the fact That somehow, miraculously, they continue to pull off 95% of the black vote every year while they do nothing to help black communities anywhere, which is why they're still in such disarray after decades and decades of Democrat power. And once again, it should be noted that was a, a 20 minute long clip that I cut down. But throughout the entire time, she's stuck with the same arguments she's been making now for a month and a half or a month or whatever it is, obviously. That everybody doing them is stupid and corrupt and lying and that none of the people doing the audits are competent to get a legitimate result, except she's wrong about that. And no amount of making fun of Jovan Hutton Pulitzer's past is going to change that. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has an extraordinary number of patents. And she chooses one to make fun of. She had a whole segment about the QCAT. Who cares? Who cares? She just gets to make fun of whoever she wants. And then that person is totally Untenable for anyone on the communist side. What about their communist heroes? What about, let's say, Stacey Abrams? Stacey Abrams wrote a quote unquote novel that was just quote unquote published and is now on Amazon. You can actually buy it. You can also read sample pages. Now, does Stacey Abrams writing warrant a publishing contract, I'll let you decide. This is page one of a book called Wild Justice Sleeps. What happens while justice sleeps, Stacey Abrams? You just run around and steal elections like Cardi B going back to a rich man's house after a long night of work at the strip club? Is that what happens while Justice sleeps? Chapter One Sirens shrilled outside the dingy casement window. The high whine seeped in, piercing sleep with pinpricks of sound. Avery Keen rolled to her side and tugged the lumpy pillow over her head. She continued to drift along the Danube serenaded by the lead singer of some innocuous boy band clad only in his Calvin Klein finest. The sounds jangled louder, transforming into the insistent chime of a phone ring. Avery flung out a searching hand and fumbled blindly for the cell phone. Green eyes shut tight. She grabbed the device. Oh, wow. Wow. What a powerful first paragraph. I know what this book is about. It's about over describing things and using words and adverbs like fumbled blindly, even though fumbled implies blindly because she was just sleeping. (laughs) This, this writing is so bad. She didn't get two words in without showing herself to be a terrible writer. Sirens shrilled. Sirens shrilled. That's the second word. And she has already shown herself to be an abominable writer. Now she answers the phone. I I have to set that in because just the page layout. There's no other way for you to know that. What? What? She says, just waking up. I I put that part in too. She just said, what? Avery baby, a rasping cough, a sullen giggle. It's mama. The sirens dropped away, leaving a more jarring reality. Wearily, Avery slid up to lean against the wall, braced against a raft of pillows. She hadn't been able to justify the expense of a headboard yet. One more year. Peeling open tired lids, she tracked the neon flickers against rain-spattered glass. Rita, where are you? Another giggle. Adam's Monathlon, Huh? Adam's Morgan? With her free hand, she shoved the heavy fall of black away from a smooth, caramel-toned forehead, the kinky, curly mass tumbling down bare shoulders, squared with tension. Sleep cleared quickly, and she checked the bedside clock. Nearly three on Sunday, no, Monday morning. Figured. Nothing good would be happening for her mother in the Adams-Morgan neighborhood at this time of night. After the well-to-do retired to their neat row houses, the club spewed out partiers looking for hotter action. Are you in Adams Morgan, Rita? Rita Keene harumphed. Absolutely. I said so. Adams Morahan. Oh, wow. So that's, that's page one of Stacy Abrams' book. And we are supposed to read this and then think, wow, what a talented lady. She sure can do it all. She can steal elections and get books published for huge publishing fees, even though she writes like an eighth grader, a horny eighth grader, I might add a horny eighth grader, I might add, who also hates her mother, I might add, and clearly has issues with her mother. And maybe her mother drinks because she can't pronounce the word Morgan while drunk. Now, I worked in Hollywood nightlife for 15 or 16 years, and I have been around more drunk people than probably ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everyone else. In the entire world. And Morgan's not one of those words that's that hard to say when you're drunk. Monathlon, Morahan, really? Okay, Stacy. This is god awful. And it shouldn't be published. The fact that she would go out with this is an indication of how invincible she thinks she is. She knows that all the commies will just cover for her because you can't say anything bad about Stacey Abrams writing. Otherwise, you're racist. Oops, I just insulted her writing. Sue me. I'm, I'm the bad person now. I'm the racist because I pointed out that Stacey Abrams is a horrifically bad writer. And you see that commies, we can make fun of you too, because for as many times as you all agree and you all force a cultural narrative where everyone is expected to know that Stacey Abrams is just a monumental talent, you also know that you're lying. Every time you idiots pretend that some terrible musician is the greatest thing ever, that Cardi B is an inspiring person, that Stacey Abrams is a good writer, that Katie Hobbs is smart and competent, You know you're lying, okay? We all know you're lying, and you know you're lying. You just think because of how bubbled you are in terms of the culture that no one else can tell. So you just cover it. You just go with it. Oh, yeah, Stacey Abrams, she's brilliant. What a writer. Yeah, can you believe she published a novel? And she used to write romance novels, too? Gosh, I can't wait to read those. I'm going to put them all on my summer reading list carry him around to the beach and then put him on the table hoping some other communist will come over and ask about it while you check your likes on Instagram. Fucking commies. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work and Joe Biden will never be president. You what? Right.